Jellyfish. Seat. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Anthony. And I'm Alex. And my first story today is food news. This is from foodandwine.com. Back in May, Taco Bell announced they would be opening a pop-up hotel in Palm Springs yes. this August. Remember when we talked about this? Uh-huh. Uh, well, along with that announcement came a lot of questions. Um... But the biggest question was, what exactly? (laughs) Why is this happening? Uh, What exactly makes a hotel a Taco Bell hotel? Well, today the Mexican fast food chain has released a bunch of new details about the Bell, a Taco Bell hotel and resort. Despite the fact that at this point it's a bit of a tease because all five nights of the pop-up hotel sold out in the first two minutes, the rooms were available. It's so it all it sold out in two minutes. So. I'm not surprised, but I am disappointed. Um, since Taco Bell is a restaurant, the biggest reveal is the <laughs> hotel menu. I'm like they had to specify that. Like <laughs> since Taco um, Bell is technically a restaurant, <laughs> technically a restaurant. Okay, air quotes. You couldn't see that. Um, <laughs> uh, instead of just serving standard Taco Bell fare in an upmarket environment, in-house executive chef Renee Pisciotti. Ooh. Right. Also took traditional dishes and gave them a bit of Taco Bell flair. The resulting exclusive menu made with a mix of local ingredients and Taco Bell standbys includes options like a toasted cheddar club with hand breaded crispy chicken, jalapeno bacon, avocado, sharp cheddar, lettuce, tomato and aioli served with nacho fries. That sounds delicious. Right, And this, the avocado tostada. Served on local multigrain toast with avocado, breakfast radish, chipotle seasoned sorghum, and Diablo puffs. I mean, that also sounds right? really it's like good. Really upscale. Yeah. It's upscale Taco Bell. Other exclusive options include fire chip chilaquiles. I don't know what that word is, but. Me either. Um, made with, quote, charred tomatillo salsa, Mexican crema, queso fresco, pico, and a fried egg which Taco Bell has been nice enough to give everyone the recipe for online so you can make it at home. So the recipe for that's freely available. It does sound good. And guests can wash it all down with a Baja Blast birthday freeze. Yes. Created to celebrate the 15th anniversary of the fan favorite Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Mm -hmm. I've actually never had a Baja Blast. I have it regularly. (laughs) (laughs) So they're good? They're worth drinking? I really enjoy drinking. I enjoy a Baja Blast. Like what makes it different than another... What even is it? Is it like a slushy? It's a, it's just a soda. It's just a flavor of Mountain Dew. It's just, it's just Mountain Dew. It's Mountain Dew special. Baja Blast, but it's like it's it doesn't taste like anything in particular. Okay, it's and just it's, a special flavor. It's like of soda neon blue, and it's really good. I don't know. Okay, okay. I don't know how to describe it. I just I really like it. Um. So yeah, so there's other like perks and fun things they're gonna do at the hotel too. Like they said they're gonna have a DJ there like all day and like surprise performances at night or something i don't know and but and they've also they've put together a spotify playlist of what the dj is going to be playing so you can listen along at home like why you would you do, just why listen you do alone this? at home to this like, while oh, making while I... preparing the dish <laughs> yes, that you yeah. couldn't have gotten they're like oh do you want to participate in this fun hotel experience well cook this recipe play this playlist like, and then okay. go to sleep <laughs> Alone, like I don't know. I'm just kidding. 
So yeah, so um, just wanted to give that update on the Taco Bell Hotel. I wonder if any of our listeners got a ticket to that. Statistically speaking, no. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> the statistics are 0.0% yeah, chance that no. anyone that... Yeah. It's a well, very, very high confidence level. <laughs> <laughs> My first story is business news. This is from CNN. Guess what? Toys R Us is coming back to the United States. What? <laughs> what? They say Toys R Us's long-awaited comeback is finally official. I didn't realize we were waiting for it. I didn't realize I it didn't was either. even coming, but apparently it's here. Um, its owner, True Kids Brands, that's True T-R-U, in case you were wondering, uh, announced on Thursday that Toys R Us is being reborn in the United States with two new stores. <laughs> Okay. It's a little underwhelming. Okay. Uh, the return comes more than a year after the chain collapsed, resulting <laughs> in the closure of all 700 of its American stores. So they're going yeah. from 700 to two. A little bit of a little down, bit. like a downsizing sort of thing. Yeah, but two is better than zero. It's true. Uh, the new Toys R Us stores will be open before the holiday shopping season later this year at the Galleria in Houston and in Westfield Garden State Plaza in Paramus, New Jersey. So they're opening them in malls. Like as like a, a oh, store in a mall. Okay. So they're not as like these giant stores. I mean, um, that makes sense as a first step, honestly. Yeah. Uh, they say the new stores will be smaller than their predecessors. Um, unlike the rows of shelves that uh, <laughs> cluttered old Toys R Us stores. It's a little editorializing there by <laughs> CNN. Yeah. But uh, the new locations will have interactive and playground-like environments for toy brands. So instead of focusing on like selling the toys, they're going to be like, it's almost like, a, sounds more like a marketing thing even. So different brands will be able to have like sections of the store that are just like advertising their toys. Yeah. And, and then you could just go and like try, out, and, try it yeah. out. Which I think well, sounds like a better way to do it. It's I something really that really like that idea. Yeah. It's something that like an online brand can't do, which I yes. think is what that's retail super stores, smart. That's retail stores exactly right. And it's also following like other types of stores have that model. Like Apple mm-hmm. kind of has that, you know, mm-hmm. for adults, it's like, yep. well, come in and like try the product. It's interesting. Yeah. The company, which bought the brand last October, said it plans to open more Toys R Us stores in, quote, prime high-traffic retail markets next year, which is probably a good goal. Open them in places where people buy things. (laughs) Um, Toys R Us still has 900 stores open in Europe, Asia, and India. Really? I did not realize this. And it plans to open another 70 stores abroad, mostly in Asia, by the end of the year. So they're still doing fine outside the U.S., apparently. I did not know that. I didn't either, but... They're coming back, and it sounds like in so, a smart way. Yeah, so this it will still be called Toys R Us mm-hmm. then? Yeah, These and it looks like they're going to have all the same kind of branding, same logo, same giraffe, that kind of thing. Okay. So. All right. Cool. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I think, it, I think that it's sounds a, good. I think it's a smart step. Yeah. Yay, business. All right, my next story is travel news. And this is from CNN. Uh, and it's about a new design for middle seats on airplanes. Huh. It is a truth universally acknowledged, according to CNN, that middle seats on airplanes are the worst. Yep. <laughs> Being awkwardly sandwiched in between two people while fighting for elbow room is the bane of most passengers. Now, a new design might actually make people want the middle seat, or at least make the flying experience less miserable. 
the S1 design from the Colorado-based startup Molon Lab Seating features three economy seats in a staggered layout, putting the middle seat slightly behind the aisle and window seats and at a slightly lower height. Okay. Now, when I show you the photo, you're going to be underwhelmed. But I think the idea still makes sense, but I'm just warning you. All right. Sitting directly adjacent to two people means that passengers only have so much shoulder room, but moving the middle seat back a few inches allows for more space, so the company made the middle seat about three to five inches wider than the standard 18-inch seat, and it's, like, set back. So, um, basically, if you're sitting there, you're not going to be, like, bumping shoulders with the other people. That does sound nice. Um, Passengers won't have to fight over the armrest space, Either because they built those so that they are not a uniform height from front to back too in this design. Hmm. So there's like like the back part of it is actually like a lower lower and then it like steps up and it goes like a little bit higher. So people, it, in theory, they could more easily share the armrest space. Okay. Um, the seats are currently intended for shorter domestic flights, though the company is developing a version for longer flights that include more padding and larger TV screens. So um, this startup, all they do right now is make these seats just design and i think they're just selling seats? them to the airlines to like replace their current seats with these seats I okay think. um and it also noted at the end that this is th- these seats are actually lighter than standard airline seats which could help cut down on fuel costs for the airlines too so it's like a win-win situation so there's a financial incentive for them to switch to this seat this seat design too huh. um yeah so here's what it looks like okay i'm setting my expectations low because of what you said yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's not super different looking. Yeah. But in theory, it will make sitting in that middle spot more comfortable. Yeah. I mean, I definitely run into the issue with hitting other people's shoulders. I'm kind of a broad-shouldered individual mm-hmm. as it is. So, like, I always try to get an aisle seat on planes, mostly because of that. So... And here's a photo of someone using the armrests. I don't, I don't know if I want to share them, even if my arms are just like behind theirs. <laughs> it seems like it would still be awkward. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably still awkward, but yeah, I don't know. I thought at least they're trying to solve the yeah, problem. No, it's a, yeah, good for them. Yeah, I mean, it's something I'd probably want to try before I really pass judgment on yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I would say too. Like, I, just I would from wanna, a like, picture, sit... though, it's not. You're right. It, it's kind of underwhelming. Well, when I saw this at first, I didn't even think this was like the updated seat. You like thought I thought this was just <laughs> I thought this was just a normal aisle in a plane with like one of the seats was like slightly like reclined. Tilted back, yeah. <laughs> and there's like, "Oh, wait, no, that's the new design." Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> also the fact they said it's they said it's lower to the ground too, right? Yes. Which I don't like cuz I feel like I'm already too like yeah, I, I also have like long legs. So I, that's, yeah, that's, I'm tall too, so and I have yeah. long legs, so I wouldn't like that. Yeah. But if you're not a tall person, it's probably be- It probably is better because yeah. it, it just offset like, so yeah, your shoulders your are not shoulders hitting them. Are, they're like, like slightly the off. Yeah. I don't know. Seems it. It seems like a cool idea. I just, I, I'd want. We'll I'd want to try it. So they said that they're currently like they're already working out deals with some of the major airlines to switch their seat to, seats to this like okay as soon as even next year possibly so we might yeah. be seeing those soon i don't know i, know. I mean I I also, like, well 
I, feel I like travel for I work hear... semi often, so I am interested in more in this. I don't know, but I yeah. feel like I hear about advancements in like plane comfort and things a lot. And then every time I fly on a plane, it's, it feels like it's old. <laughs> do you encounter yeah. this or do you fly enough that you encounter some of these like updated planes or. No, I, I do fly a lot, but like, you're right. A lot of them are still old though. I mean like, and stuff happens too. like, okay, your plane's supposed to have Wi-Fi on it. Well, Oh, it's broken. Sorry. Like yeah. that kind of stuff. Like stuff like doesn't, it, it malfunctions often. Like things that are supposed to be like nice comfort or like amenities on planes aren't very robust, I would say. Yeah. That does seem I've to be also the case. been on like on planes where you're supposed to have in, like an outlet in between your seats, which is like, oh, wow, what a great idea. Like, but I don't know what material they use for like the housing for the thing, but it's always like super worn down and your thing won't like stay in it. Yeah. Like anytime I've ever yep. had one of those, the plug won't like stay in it. Yeah. It just keeps falling I've out. Falling I've out. had that same problem. Every it's, single time. I'm yeah. like, can you fix this? Do, like, do this better. is pointless. Yeah. I, <laughs> like I can't use this if I have to just like hold my hand here <laughs> the whole flight. Like, yeah. <laughs> so like stuff like that will happen. So I what about the food? Dirt, 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 dirt. <laughs> so easy to fall down a hole of complaining about flight because it's just it's it always just bad it is all right well anyway one day we, we can have hope one day it'll get better <laughs> my next story is animal news <laughs> and it, i think it's the third story in a row from cnn <laughs> woot <laughs> so yay uh, giant jellyfish the size of a human spotted what? by divers off of the English coast. What? And yes, I have a picture and I'm really excited. It wasn't it. a giant squid? No, it was a jellyfish. Wow. It would actually be a pretty small giant squid in that case. Actually, that's a good point. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty they're, they're huge. They're much bigger. Um, so an enormous barrel jellyfish, that's the species, Ooh. was spotted near Falmouth uh, um, off the south- southwestern coast of England. It's probably pronounced like Falmouth. Full, Fullmouth. Um, Fullmouth. <laughs> by a broadcaster and biologist, Lizzie Daly, who described the encounter as, quote, breathtaking. Ooh. Uh, Daly, who was exploring the waters as part of her campaign, Wild Oceans Week, I guess as part of her job as a broadcaster, um, she added that the jellyfish was as big as she is. <laughs> Um, barrel jellyfish are the largest species of jellyfish in British seas, but it's extremely rare to spot one of this size. Um, typically they grow to about one meter in length, which is still pretty big. Um, and weigh up to 25 kilograms, which when you think of a jellyfish, you don't think of something that's like hefty. Um, also true. But, uh, this one was apparently closer to one and a half meters or about 4.9 feet in length. So, wow, larger than most small children, like probably about as big as, well, not most adults, most adults are a little bigger, but, um, yeah, Yeah, that's, that's pretty long. It's pretty large. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and I could just show you a picture of it because that'll give you a better idea. Whoa. (laughs) It's so big. It has so much like mass to it too. You were right. Enormous. Like, it's not even, I don't know why I was imagining that size, but still kind of like, just I don't like know, with translucent a, kind yeah, of Yeah, just with stuff, like a lot of tentacles or something. Yeah. But no, it's it's like a, they call it it's a barrel jellyfish for a reason. Hefty. Like the, the top section is like kind of cylindrical barrel-like. So Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. That is, that's amazing. 
I there's just so much. The ocean is so cool. Yeah. Uh, there's right. so many cool things in the ocean that we don't know about that we're still learning about. It's just amazing. Ah. Yes. <laughs> okay, my next story is entertainment news. And this is from The Hollywood Reporter. You may have heard, well, by the time you're listening to this, you may have heard about all the Emmy nominees because they were announced this week. Um. So in case you haven't, a lot of them are Game of Thrones people. <laughs> yeah. And um, three of uh, Game of Thrones performers nominated themselves and then also got nominated, which is a big deal. That's very uncommon, actually. So that's what this is just about. Um, okay. That it's not uncommon for people to nominate themselves, but it's uncommon for self-nominated performers to, to actually, actually get, get a, a nomination. nomination. Yes. Okay. So um, three of them did this. It's Alfie Allen, who played Theon Greyjoy, mm-hmm. Gwendolyn Christie, who played Brienne of Tarth. Yeah. We love her. Love her. And Carice Van Houten, who played Melisandre. I don't know how to pronounce her first name, but... I also don't think I've ever heard her first name I, or heard any of her it's name. It's spelled C-A-R-I-C-E, which is a cool and interesting name, but yeah, I'm going to go with Carice. Um, okay. But yes, the three of them uh, were not nominated by HBO, but they submitted their own nominations, and all three of them were or, or like received they a submit, nomination. Yes, all three of them received a nomination for supporting actor or actress. Wow. Um, How many people are nominated for supporting actor <laughs> or actress? Then, um, so I looked at the list, and there are, I believe, four women on the nomination list out of seven. Actually, why don't I just look at it? Yeah, and I will. We can just talk about what the actual <laughs> list is, since I have the ability to do that. <laughs> Right now, um, <laughs> I am now looking up the Emmy nominees. <laughs> okay, so first of all, Game of Thrones is on the list of nominees for Outstanding Drama Series, which we knew that would happen. Then in the Outstanding Lead Actor, we have Kit Harrington. Mm-hmm. Outstanding Lead Actress, they submitted Amelia Clark, and she received a nomination. And then um, in the supporting roles categories okay in the supporting actor in a drama series uh there are one two three men from game of thrones out of seven so three out of seven are from game of thrones and then in the outstanding supporting actress in a drama series four out of six are from game of thrones that's insane and it's it's gwendolyn christie lena hetty Sophie Turner and Maisie Williams. Oh yeah, wait, where is um Cerise is an outstanding guest actress. Oh in a drama series. She's the only uh, Game of Thrones actress in uh that category though. Sorry, I pulled it yes, up. Yes, I, I see. was also curious. Yes, I see that now. Okay, yeah, so she's an outstanding guest actress. There's <laughs> so many people. That's insane. It's four out of six. Man, that must be frustrating oh. for anyone else who thought they should be in that <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, I, I, you know, I was reading a little bit about it, and, like, I know that they all are very, like, good friends with each other and stuff, so they're not... There's no, like, hard feelings about yeah. any of this at all. They're just all really excited about it. But, like, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing that, you know, three people from that show self-submitted and then received a nomination. Like, that's just unheard of. Yeah. Like, that's not, I don't think that's, from what it was saying, like, that's not 
ever even happened before that three people from the same show that that would happen. So, man, I mean, I guess the last season or the last season of the show is aired. So they're probably just like, let's Let's just do it. Like, why? Yeah. Why wouldn't you, you know, like, you know, if you're on this show, it's their last chance for anything. Right? So it's like, I'm just going to put my name in because I think I did a good job. I had a great job. The like, show was awesome. So I think I think I saw there were 32 total uh, Game of Thrones nomination. I mean, nominations, that sounds that sounds right. Which is apparently also a record. Oh, really? For the most like nominated show in not Emmy surprised. history. Yeah. Not surprised at all. Yeah. So much good acting on that show. Like yeah, it really was. It's so just everyone involved in that show did such a good job anyway. So yeah, that's my fun awards update in entertainment news today. My last story is entertainment news. More entertainment news. This is from the Huffington post. The cats trailer is the weirdest thing you'll see in all your nine (laughs) lives. The cats trailer. Cats is back. I saw that this was online. Yes. <laughs> it is something. Uh, so weird. It's very weird. <laughs> so weird. I think the last time we talked about the cats, this cats movie on here, we had, they had just announced like they were going to CGI fur onto the people in it. Yes. I think and we, they were, we and they might were, have had one photo. Did we? I think we did, but it was just like one still of an, of like what they were planning on doing. Okay. I don't even remember a photo. I just, and they'd also talked about how they were going to be smaller than like, they could be like giant scenery and stuff. Maybe I just imagined it in my mind from your awesome (laughs) descriptive skills. Or now that you've seen the trailer, you're just, your memory is backfilling it. it. It could be, it could be. (laughs) Either way, the trailer's out. The trailer's out. It's two minutes of just, well, cats. (laughs) Um, Anyway, anyway. Audience has got a first look at James Corden and Taylor Swift as fancy-footed felines with the Thursday release of the first trailer for Tom Hooper's movie adaptation of the Broadway smash Cats. Um, based on T.S. Eliot's Old Possum's book of practical cats, the musical follows the Jellicle Cats, each of whom must go before their leader, Old Deuteronomy, who is played by Judy Dench in the film, um, uh, to see who will be selected to visit a heaven-like realm known as the Heaviside Lair, to be reborn into a new life, which you haven't seen cats, right? No, I have not. So none of that made any sense to you. I have seen cats. None of that made any sense to me. (laughs) I did not realize, like I, I saw it when I was a kid, but I guess I did not make the connection that there was any kind of plot. I thought it was just a bunch of cats coming out and singing about how they're a cat. Uh, (laughs) uh, Though cats won six Tony awards after it opened on Broadway in 1982 I didn't realize it was 1982, uh, and helped establish composer Android Lloyd Webber as a theatrical impresario. Mm. Uh, the musical has come to be seen as a bit of a punchline in the intervening years. <laughs> There's a particularly good, um, I don't know if you've watched the latest season of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I have not. But there's kind of a an episode long thing where they're talking about how Cats is actually just a production that anybody can be in all you have to do is dress up in garbage and get up on stage <laughs> <laughs> and you can be in the show for as long as long as you don't tell anybody else that's how you get in the show <laughs> <laughs> well, you just show up and you're just like in the ensemble yeah it's like, like, like you just put in some garbage you just get up on stage <laughs> and you start singing some nonsense <laughs> and that's and that's cats which 
is kind of a fair criticism. Um, In addition to Corden, Swift, and Dench, it includes Idris Elba, Ian McKellen, Rebel Wilson, Jason Derulo, and more. Like, this cast is ridiculous. This whole movie is is ridiculous. It's just wild. Um, The trailer shows the actors as singing and dancing cats with the help of CGI and motion capture technology which I feel like is a very bland way of saying what that trailer shows. Cause it's them like in fur suits dancing around, but they're tiny. Like right. they're the, the size of regular, they're people, they're anthropomorphized. Like they're definitely just humans in cat costumes, but they're the size of real cats. And it's very weird. Yes. Yes. It's, it's just like disorienting. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's something very there's something very off about it. Yeah, it like makes you and they're also it makes you uncomfortable to watch. They, they're also very heavily CGI'd. Yeah, like, but their faces are but their faces are the the actors. Their face, which is it's a lot. Um, though the article did have one nice thing to say, which I would agree with. Uh, Cats has a major asset in Oscar winner Jennifer Hudson as Grizabella, the glamour cat, who was the one singing. Uh, yeah. She sings "Memory," which is the most famous cat song Uh i think probably um and she sings it over the course of the trailer and it is amazing like she knocks it out of the park so if nothing else at least we're getting a really good version of memory out of this (laughs) (laughs) it is just it is bizarre i just go watch the trailer and expect to hear more about this movie (laughs) (laughs) if if there's any if there's any more news about it um Maybe we'll go see it and report on it as one of the yeah, stories. We should totally do that. Because I I have a morbid curiosity about what this is actually going to be like. Yeah, why not have a movie review segment? Yeah. Just generally. I mean, we could just do that Let's for just do different it. movies, right? Yeah. It's an excuse to go see movies. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds but fun. Yeah, this movie looks nuts. <laughs> and I'm kind of excited about it. Oh, man. When is it? Being, oh, I actually out? have that. Uh, Cats hits theaters December twentieth of this okay. year. So right, we got a little bit to wait. We got a little bit of time, but looking forward to it. I'm honestly pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> this is totally just gonna be like us at the theater with like a ton of like snacks and stuff, just like <gasps> what's, what's happening now? Like just like fascinated and like weirded out. I don't know. I just really hope that whoever Jason Derulo is playing, he says Jason Derulo <laughs> before his song. That'd be so perfect. All right, it's time for breaking news. The part of the show where Anthony and I look for stories that just happened today or were just posted today and we read them to you on the fly. The Rum Tug Tugger is a curious cat. Ready, set, Go! go! Okay, the story I found was on Mashable, but also on other websites. And the headline is, America will roast for four days. Oh, good. America will become a roast. Oh. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it sounds pretty tasty, I guess. Um, no, actually, yeah, it's, it's because the weather this weekend is going to be very, very hot. Mm. All over the country, not just in a couple areas it's showing a map here of really most of the country like the the red it's like a heat map mm-hmm. <laughs> a literal heat map <laughs> um and the edges of it go all the way to colorado all the way to the east coast 
So the National Weather Service noted that 20 to er, 20 to 30 high temperature records could fall between the Rockies and the East Coast um, over the weekend. There will be little relief even at night. The weather agency expects 123 records for the warmest daily low temperature to be either broken or tied this week. Whoa. The Midwest will see many of the highest extremes on Thursday or Friday, while the East Coast will feel its most intense heat on Saturday. Yep, that that lines up with the forecast. Mm, And the uh, National Weather Service labeled this excessive heat as, quote, scorching. (laughs) Uh, Scorching heat. Um, Yeah, so make sure you stay safe if you are... In this country over the weekend. Yeah, I guess and, I was about, <laughs> uh, I was sure about to say bundle cool up, but that's not that's the opposite of what you want to do. Do not do not up. bundle up. Strip make down. Make sure you're <laughs> <laughs> make sure you're in air conditioning. If your air conditioning breaks, then go someplace with air conditioning on the hottest day. Um just want to make sure you don't get like overheated. Because yeah. that can happen. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. Should be interesting. Something to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> Love summer. <laughs> the story that I found is from sciencealert.com. So I guess it's a science alert. Uh, Scotland is now generating so much wind energy, it could power two Scotlands. Two Scotlands. Two That's Scotlands. It has enough. Um, well, technically, it has enough to power its homes twice, specifically. Okay. Um, but... That also means cool. that it has a lot of extra yeah. <laughs> of energy just from uh, wind. And wow. I, well, another, or it's, yeah, no, it is just from wind. Turbines generated 9.8 million megawatt hours of electricity between January and June, enough to supply power to 4.47 million homes, uh, which is not bad for a country that has around 2.6 million homes. So hmm. that is a ton of electricity. Um, it's a record high for wind energy in Scotland. Uh, they said March was the high water mark with 2,194,981 megawatts of output produced in just that month. Uh, this is insane. Wow. Um, the UK as a whole is on a roll as far as renewable energy is concerned because it just managed its longest stretch without relying on coal power since the Industrial Revolution. Uh, they went. Wow. Uh, they went uh, seven days without any coal use, and that's like, great. So that's a, to- a total of 167 consecutive hours. They said that gas turbines, nuclear power, solar energy, and other re- renewables all played a part in that. Um, and the UK government has a goal to do without coal completely by 2025, and says they're pretty much they're on trend to do that. Wow. Scotland, on the other hand, is hoping to supply all of its energy from renewables within the next 12 months, which is uh, they're also on course to do. Wow. Which is really cool. Um, and they said uh, the rapid improvement is down to both increased capacity and more efficient technology as scientists figure out ways to generate more electricity from the same amount of sunshine or wind. So they're finding out ways to just like squeeze even more out of wow. it. And it's just paying off in dividends, apparently. So <laughs> That's awesome. That's I, so I cool. I think that's really cool. It, it, it's just cool to see things like that happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then it's like, okay, if they did it, that means other people can do it too. Yeah. No, they sh- they're showing like it's, it's a possible. proof of concept. Yeah. Exactly. Um, like we're a little bigger than a Scotland necessarily, but... Yeah, but 
maybe on a state I by mean, state basis we could do it like, right it, just, like you it, can... it all definitely seems within the realm of possibility now that's very cool all right that's our show thanks for listening everybody we post episodes every friday and as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever other app you'd like to use. And while you're there, maybe leave us a little, leave, leave us a review. Say some nice things. Make it five stars. Or, or no, make it five stars. Uh, <laughs> you can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash News and on Twitter at, at Knickknack News. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.